For ladies from across the world We have come just to give a word Come one, come two, come all Ride with us and we won't let you fall Loving God is what we've come to do Head of fighting queens, oh that's the Welcome back. This is the finale episode for the Why Did I Get Married mini series. And if you have been with us up until this point, we just want to tell you thank you for your support. Um, and we just appreciate you so very much. This is your girl Purified, and I'm here with my husband this evening. Say hello to the people, babe. Hello, people, babe. <laughs> And so officially, you are getting ready to keep it real with the Campbells. So we're just going to have some just dialogue here. Um, definitely not structured in any way, shape or form. Just authenticity, just who we are as a couple. So the first thing we're going to talk about is what have we learned about ourselves since being married? And so when I listened to Divine in the episode right before this one, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so me. Um, because I feel like the thing that I have learned about myself is that I am absolutely like a control freak in the sense of I need it to be done the way that I want it to be done in order for it to be done the right way. <laughs> and that is just not even the case for real. I mean, it's like before we had kids, I was like this. And then of course, when the kids came along, it was like, nope, I need, I need you to change the diaper this way, you know, put the aquifer on like this, whatever it is. It's just that I want to be in control. And it's definitely something that, you know, how the Bible tells us that we have that thing that, you know, we have to live with because it it forces us to stay in prayer about like, God, help me with this thing. So I would honestly say that that's a weakness of mine. Um, and it definitely keeps me in a position of like surrender to like, God, I need you to help me with this because I know that this isn't always valid. You know, the things that I make a big deal about. It's not always valid. It's not always, you know, as big of a mountain as I make it. And so I just need God's constant help. And he tells us, he's so faithful. He tells us when we're weak, he is strong. So um, just, just thankful that we know God to be our Lord and our savior to help us with everything. So what do you think, babe? Uh, I think for me, for uh, what have I learned about myself since being married? Uh, I think just the ability to be patient, uh, I think, is uh, something I learned about myself is that uh, I, I, I lack patience um, and just being able to 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 sit and just like, OK, and take one thing at a time. Um, you know, if if my wife is a controlling person and I'm a hurry up and let's do it or hurry up and let's go, you know, type person, I think that, that, that sometimes those things can clash. Um, but just for me, just, just patience. I think that, um, I've learned that I learned how to be more patient. 
how to be more patient with my wife, how to be more patient with my kids, uh, how to be more patient everywhere, just to give people extra grace, an extra step, an extra, an extra situation, an extra whatever, um, you know, and not be so quick to to write people off, to shut down, to 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 quit or give up. Um, or just pass on people or situations or things like that. So I think for me, the, the thing that I've learned since being married is, is how to be patient, uh, in every situation. Yeah. And I would definitely say that, um, you know, marriage is a God thing in that way, because I think about, is it first Corinthians 13? Love is patient. Love is kind. Mm -hmm. Possibly. I think it's first Corinthians 13, which tells us love is patient. Love is kind. I'm paraphrasing. It is not, does not keep a record of wrongdoings, so on and so forth. And I say that marriage is a God thing because it, it exposes all the good, bad, and the ugly, but not just exposes those things, but it's like when you marry the person that you're supposed to marry that, that 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 you're equally yoked with you know that person will help you to see those things and as iron sharpens iron you all can both help each other to overcome those things that you're not you know that are like your weaknesses so in overcoming those things um you you become i don't know not definitely not perfect by any means but just, you know, a better version of yourself. Let's just say that. So I think husband's looking this up real fast. I think it is. Okay, we'll find it later. But I think it is First Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. But I was just saying that, you know, I think that it really just kind of helps when you're married to the person you're supposed to be married to, so on and so forth. And it helps you to just become a better version of yourself. All right. Next question. What's the turning point in your marriage? What's the turning point in our marriage? Uh, I think that the main turning point or the, the, the probably the, the completion of the turning point. I think we started to turn once we moved from uh, Illinois to Mississippi. Uh, I think we were starting to round that corner. That was probably year through two, three. three. Yeah. So, I mean, we, by year three, I think by year three, um, and this is skipping ahead, but by year three, you, you're starting to figure out some things. You're starting to, 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 to really get an understanding of the other person, like a true, true understanding. The, the quote unquote honeymoon phase is, is, is good and done. Uh, you should have had a couple knock them out, drag them outs by that time. And, um, you know, you really kind of understand where, where you stand and, and where you stand with each other. So uh, year three is, is, is probably where we started to make that change. But I'd say in year three, year four, uh, when we got to Mississippi, and, and that was mainly because of uh, having older, more seasoned married folks around us. Um, just getting I think one of the biggest things that you could do is just have a, an example um, sometimes we don't grow up with examples. We don't have both parents in the home or or the our the marriage didn't look like it looked like a godly marriage or or your parents or your grandparents or, or whoever you grew up with. Maybe it wasn't there, but having good Christian folks to um, 
to to have, to set an example and not not putting them on a, a pedestal or anything, but just them being honest. And I think that that was the biggest thing is seeing transparency between people who've been in the game, you know, 10, 12, 20, you know, years saying, oh, yeah, you know, we have this problem. And I'm looking at my wife of three years going, well, if they have the same problem, they have this problem at 20 years, then, you know, what I mean, they, if we're saying the same problem that we're having at three years, then, you know, this is something that we can overcome or, or at least they can give us give us a way to, to avoid it. And, and they would they would they would share with us in an open form, just kind of, you know, how they overcame certain issues through. I mean, what may have taken them three or four years, they were able to give us in, you know, 20 minutes. And now we're able to strengthen our marriage so we we could avoid that trap. We could avoid that that setback and pitfall. So I think if you I think one of the biggest things is just to have a, a, a good, uh, you know, Christian um, married people around you just so you could you can you can gain some things. I mean, that's with anything, you know, the wise always always teaching the old and wise, always teaching the young. So it's good if you're young in your marriage to find some people who've been in there, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, that's willing to share and be transparent. I think that's the key. Uh, None of those people acted like they had it all together. Like they were, you know, bearing their burdens, you know what I mean? To a certain extent, you know, uh, to us. And we were able to glean that information and learn and, and, and make moves and set ourselves up so that we could avoid you know, potential pitfalls. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to say. Totally agree with that. I'll tell anybody, um, the turning point in our marriage was definitely in Mississippi. I'm just getting linked up with those married couples, people of God, um, absolutely priceless because, you know, there was the, large group that we are, were a part of, which was the couples. But then we also were a part of the smaller groups where the men had their own group and the women had their own group. And for me, you know, again, just being around those older women, um, that were just giving me so much wisdom, you know, popping me on the hand, not literally, but, you know, letting me know where I was not doing what I needed to be doing as a wife um, and just in love, you know, correcting me, teaching me, so on and so forth. And so um, that is just so valuable. And at the time, like when we first got there, we didn't even have our first child. So, I mean, we were just there as a single uh, couple. And so, you know, they gave us the information and help us to see like even in raising children, like what that looks like and, and all of that good stuff. So that was just absolutely priceless. Definitely the turning point in our marriage for sure. Um, and that really just lends itself to the advice that we would give a premarital couple. Um, just as my husband just said, like that's, that's key, you know, first advice being, um, make sure that the person that, you know, you are seeking to marry is someone that you are equally yoked with in that, you know, you both believe and um, have a strong relationship with Jesus. Like that is key. That is um, 
the absolute foundation. And I know every other couple has said the exact same thing. And sometimes you need to hear the same thing over and over again. Um, So we're just going to repeat that same song. You know, Jesus is the foundation. So you want to make sure that that is in place first and foremost, and then seek out, you know, some good premarital counseling. You know, I think a lot of times people wait until things, you know, get into a mess in the marriage to seek out counseling, but do it before you even say I do, you know, to see those and hear the things that are just common issues in a marriage, sex, finances, you know, communication, just the basic things, seek out some good premarital counseling, someone that's, um, you know, non-biased, just going to kind of give you the facts and and lay out some things and make sure that you guys are truly seeing things um, eye to eye. And then of course, once you get in it, just, just give grace. You know, that's kind of my mantra um, because even, you know, through all the communication in the world, through, you know, all the prepping that you can do, like there's still going to be some things that maybe that are going to be said, things that are going to be done that will be hurtful. Um, you know, and, and throughout the entire thing, from the time you say I do until death do you part, um, I believe that is is so important to just give grace. Because if you keep giving grace, then there's nothing that would ever lead you to want to leave the person. And the D word, like the Tatum said, is off the table. It doesn't exist. What is that? <laughs> there are no back doors. We're in this for life. And again, if you keep the mantra to give grace, just like Jesus does for us over and over and over again, there are no back doors. There are no, we're getting out of it. We're in this together for life. So that would be my advice um, for premarital couples. Uh, I think for me, for premarital couples, the, my advice would, I mean, I would definitely echo all of that. Um, But I I think the main thing is um, just to make sure that, you you remember that God is the head and and it, in several places i mean it talks about how if we if we work as unto the lord if, if you do if you're married as you are to god and, and you like you say you got to have the equal yoking but um if you do things towards god if you if you keep trying to serve god you serve god through your your marriage uh, I think that that that's the key, and that, and all that stuff kind of is tied in together with grace and and love and 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 mercy and and everything that God gives us. If we do those things, um, just like we just like just like if we were married to God, just like God gives us, if we emulate what He does for us to our spouses, especially the men. I think that's I think that as the head, the Bible talks about, or the Bible just talks about Jesus. He he calls the church His bride. Um, and, and, and men, of course, we call our wives our bride. So if we emulate Jesus and emulate his his love, his his passion, his fervor for his bride. I mean, if you look back at, at when he flipped over um, the tables in the church, that wasn't that wasn't out of anger. You know, that was just out of protection. That was out of protection for his bride, the church. The And, and we should be the same way in, in every sense of the way that like we we want to protect our brides both physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, our children, we're to protect them spiritually, mentally, phys- physically. So we have so many things that we are responsible for. And I think that as a man, you, you really have to be tapped into and have a good understanding of 
um, of, of Jesus and, and how he did it. Because it's once again, we're not trying to you don't have to rewrite the or recreate the wheel here. I mean, Jesus already they already wrote the book. Literally, they wrote the book on how to do this. He gave you examples. Hey, this is how you should do it. This is how you should be prepared um, in every situation. And I think that if you work in that vein, if you stay in that that lane of this is my responsibility um, to, to be like Jesus and, and follow his example, I think that you, you'll have a fruitful marriage and every, all that those are things. Now we do slip up. We do fall back. We all fall short. Nobody's perfect. Um, but I think that with those things that you, you, you get back up, you dust yourself off. Um, you ask for forgiveness from your wife or your spouse or your kids or whatever, whatever you wronged, Right. And then you, you keep moving. Uh, and I, I think that that's the, that's my premarital advice. Just know that, you know, there is a huge responsibility, but you don't have to try to figure it out. And I think a lot of people say, one of my biggest things coming into marriage was I want it to be easy, right? I want mar- marriage should be easy. There is, it should be easy. It, it should be, there is some, some challenges, but marriage should be easy. We have a book, right? We have a book that tells us how to be married. We have um, examples of how to be married in the Bible. So we really, we really, it really should be easy. It really just boils down to our commitment to one another. How, how much of God am I going to show my spouse today? How much of God am I going to show? Um, and if you are not willing to, to, to do that, then marriage will be difficult because it takes, like she said, like my wife said, it takes grace. It takes mercy. It takes kindness. It takes meekness, tenderheartedness, all the fruits of the spirit. So it takes all of those things combined in various, various combinations in order to make it day by day by day. Because there's a feeling, we're all emotional people, so we there's feelings that are involved, there's there's outside influences that are involved, and just we all can't deal with that on our own. But with the Holy Spirit, with our ability to tap into God and, and, and stay connected, um, man, you really can you really can make it easy. And I'm not saying easy as in uh, it's just like it's one of my favorite verses that compared it to is like it's like when Jesus said, um, follow me, my 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 yoke is light. You know what I mean? He didn't say that he didn't have a yoke at all. He didn't say that there wasn't going to be a yoke because there's going to be a yoke. There's going to be something that that's 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 going to hinder you. That's just human nature. We do that to ourselves. So there's going to be something there, but it's going to be light. It's going to be something that you can carry. And this marriage that you're getting ready to get into is something that you can carry forever. They, when people say, oh, when she just said, I know that some of you got scared when she said the D word is out of the out of the. Um, out of the question, right? We're not using that word, but at the same time, people get scared of that because they think forever is a long time. Forever is a long time. But if you if you really follow Christ and you really love um, like Christ did the church, as men especially, if you really love like Christ did the church, then that long time will will, will go by. I mean, we're almost at eight years, and that I mean that time's blown by. You, I mean. Sheesh, I don't even, good times. yeah, I don't even remember like the first three years, like it's almost a blur, like, I mean, you know, like I don't even remember those, that, and that was the really good carefree, do what you want, right. travel the country, and like those are like foggy, distant memories, you know what I mean, if it weren't for pictures, you know what I mean, I really probably wouldn't remember it. Um, but that's just life. That's, that's such as life as, as you, as you continue to have new experiences, the birth of my, my son, the birth of my daughter, 
You know what I mean? Like uh, just all the sorts of things that we we've 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 done, purchasing my first house. You know what I mean? All those things now that we we share together, like all the the other things are just kind of fading away. And and now I have something so much more that to to be proud of and hang my hat on with, you know, my kids running around and and, and the home that I live in and my marriage. So I have so many things to be thankful for. So. Uh, I just think that those are the things to me, those are the keys, especially I'm just talking to the men, really. But um, because I think for men, it sometimes it can be hard because you have a certain mentality. Oh, one more thing. Try not to come into the marriage with expectations. Um, it's not TV. It's not the movies. Uh, it's not not your mom and dad, your grandma, your grandpa. Right. It's going to be something completely different from every single thing and person that you've ever experienced. So if you come in with the expectation and and men are supposed to do this, women are supposed to do that, you're going to be in for an uphill battle because unless you both in the me and me and um <laughs> purify purify whatever your name is. Uh, me and purify. Y'all should have seen the look he just gave me like, babe, what is your name? Yeah, purified. Me and purify. We come from similar backgrounds with with almost identical uh, family structure. So there was a there 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 was still things that even though our family structures were identical, both our moms were were I want to say white or uh, you know, white collar workers, and our both our dads are blue collar workers, and their mannerisms and and and, and their their everything about our families are almost identical, but yet we had totally different ideas of what marriage was. You know what I mean? There, there was expectations there that we had preconceived from, you know, taking it from our our, our mother and father. So, um, you you got to shed those, and the sooner you shed those preconceived notions, those those expectations, the faster you can grow into your own marriage. Because if you keep trying to live somebody else's marriage, you'll never reach your full potential. So you have to shed those things. The faster you shed it, the 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 better off you'll be in the end. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I feel like as you were talking, I was like, I feel like we need a whole nother like addition to this episode of like, what advice would you give to a couple after like the kids come? Because I feel like that's a whole nother shift after all of that. (laughs) And it's just like, if we could do like a one minute off course thing it's it's all that like the expectations really go out the window then because at that point you know you're just trying to make sure the kids are taken care of and you know the house stays together and you know survival survival everybody get a little bit of sleep so you know shoot like husband might have to do some laundry which may be like well really the wife should do that and you might have to wash some dishes or I might have to go outside and sweep up, you know, the patio, you know, whatever. It's like, there are no gender roles. Like that stuff kind of goes out the window because it's just like, we just have to do what we got to do to make sure this house is functioning and everybody is taken care of. So it's really, it, it really, um, kind of test test you in 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 some ways because it you know you kind of start seeing like shoot we might can't get next to each other like we used to as often as we used to but you know I can look at you in the face when we're super tired and tell you that I love you (laughs) 
Yeah, no, I, I, I think, it, I think that's when that when kids come, that's when it gets real. You know what I mean? I think the everything up leading up to that is just is imaginary. You know, it's 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 utopia. You know what I mean? It's the perfect of everything, right? And and even though you still have your beefs and you still have your little qualms, you know, everything like that is it's all good. But like when when kids come and there starts to be another human being that's dependent on you, it's like already you're depending on one another. Right, and then you add another human being in there, and you have to, de- and, and that human being is now depending on the both of you, mm-hmm. right? Constantly, like there's no break, there's no stopping, there's no, you know, I'm gonna take a break for right now, I'm gonna leave you, I'm gonna let you be. No, it's it's constant. I, I remember, like when our son was was young, like, I mean, you couldn't he when he, as soon as he could open doors, mm-hmm. right, you couldn't even go to the bathroom <laughs> like without him walking in, and it is just. It was constant. like constant. Like you, you, you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do anything. Like he was always right there. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm so complaining, but um, it's just it's just to, to show the example. I mean, that's what that's with everything. That's with you know anything that you wanted to do. You, you know, you have to think about you know another human being. You already you know you already think about your spouse. Then you got to think about the kid. You know what I mean? Like, well, is he gonna want you know, or is they or do I need to you know do something there? So. I think that's when it just gets real. I think that's when marriage, you know, really what you do in those. And that's why I always say, like, if you are young and you have time. Enjoy. Like, build. Like, I mean, <laughs> think about it like building a, a wall of protection around your, your marriage. That's good. Paper. Right. So just that time you should build and explore and. Do all of the things that you want to do in life, right, before then. I'm not saying that life ends when kids come. I'm just saying that that's a good time to build. Because when kids come, they tend to to chip away at your walls, mm-hmm. right? They tend to, and it's, it's on purpose. I mean, I just think that they just invade, right? They're, <laughs> they're little invaders, and they're trying to get into your life. You know, if you don't build walls, um, I, I think that we heard, I heard a pastor, uh, Pastor Curry out of out of St. Louis. <coughs> he said that you should your your marriage should be parallel to your mm-hmm. kids' life. Mm-hmm. You know, they shouldn't intersect. They should be parallel. We should be moving with them. Mm-hmm. You know, they shouldn't be crisscrossing our lives. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be interrupting and, and crossing over our lives. And I think that that that's the hardest thing is to Heisman your kid. You know what I mean? To keep your kid at a distance. You know, while you work on things, and I think that's why it's important to have those premarital conversations about mm-hmm. kids and when and how many and you know all of that, all of that good stuff. And even when they come, like you, you, you gotta really plan out things. Things start to get like, okay, let's let's schedule some some alone time. You know what I mean? You gotta <laughs> put it in the calendar. You know what I mean? Write it down. You know, just because if you don't, you'll look up and it's and it's. You find yourself growing apart, and, and you see that in some marriage. You've you probably heard of it or seen it, you know, and know people who who have grown apart because of the kids, because they put so much energy into the kids, and they don't get any easier. As they get older, they get more needy, mm-hmm. right? They take up more time. So you know, you have to build that into your marriage and understand where where how that's going to look, what that's going to look like. And then again, going back to what she said about being patient or not patient, but having giving grace. And like I was saying about being patient, because those things, you can't rush those things. You can't say, you know, I want what I want today. 
And like, well, I have been chasing a one-year-old around the house all day, changing diapers. I smell like throw up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I got a poopy diapers all over the place. Like, the house is a wreck. And you, 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 you know, that's not that's not setting the mood for anything. You know, you can't set the mood with dirty diapers everywhere. You know, so it's just one of those things. Like, take your time, uh, enjoy life, and then when that time comes, when God blesses you with those kids. Um, you know, at least you'll have a wall and have something established. So you can always lean back on what it used to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you can go back and, and reminisce. Like, remember when we went to Jamaica, had that good time? You know what I mean? Remember when we went to there and did this? You know, you can you can reminisce and uh and then you can start building new memories uh um, with your family. But you know, as soon as COVID is over, we're gonna get these parents out here so they can take care of their grandchildren as long as they want to, and we're gonna be out. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just to summate all that, it just really lends itself to the, um, just the, we got each other's back, um, in just such a major way, because it's like, you know, Hey, you got it with her last, you know, we have an infant. So it's like, you got it with her last time. So let me get up with her this time, you know, and just looking out for each other. And to me, you know, um, that, that, that is, that is a, an amazing display of love too, you know, um, and so it's just it's just one of those seasons of marriage that is that is just challenging yet beautiful. Um, so the last question that we're going to discuss is what is our marriage mission? And um, I would say, ultimately, we are lovers of people. And, um, you know, I think Divine and I were talking about this loosely at some point about, you know, being lovers of people and how that is truly just like Jesus, you know? And so, because God is love, like that's who he is. And so, um, we love people. I mean, I swear, like if you gave us a million dollars, like we, we will bless some people first. Like, cause we just, we just love people. We're people, people. And so, um, just wanting to give, and wanting to be a blessing to others. And um, in that principle that we have established in our marriage, we our God-sized mission is to open our own school, Campbell Academy, um, because I'm an educator. And so, you know, education and learning is very near and dear to my heart, the fiber of who I am. And so, um, yeah, we would like to open a school uh, for... Um, what do you want to say? The children who are inner city, inner city type of feel. Um, yeah. Disenfranchised or forgotten about. Yes. And afford them, you know, a wonderful education um, in a Christian environment that has a strong focus on um, science, technology, and the arts, truly preparing them to be able um, to really do anything that they want to do because not only will they have the quality education that they need to enter into any career that they choose to, but they'll also have the Christian um, morals and values that they need to ensure that they are um, just beautiful, productive citizens. So that's our God-sized dream. Um, it's absolutely a real thing. Uh, we have, you know, some 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 definite plans behind it, and and again, it it just truly comes from the fact that we just we love people. We want um, the best 
for people. And so, you know, particularly working with elementary school children, I believe that if we can allow them to get a strong foundation um, to start there and give them a strong foundation that they can truly um, just just be amazing citizens that, again, you know, are ready and equipped to do anything, whatever they put their mind to, like the sky is the limit. So, um, that, that, that's pretty much where, what I think as far as like our marriage mission giving and, you know, yeah, especially like with our God side stream, anything on that, babe? Nope. Nope. Anything else you want to share with the people? Nope. <laughs> All right, lovely people. Well, that's us, the Campbells. Um, again, we hope that you have enjoyed this mini series. Why did we get married? If you would like to know more, if there is a particular topic that you would like us to delve a little further into, um, please email us at eqlovesjesus at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Edifying Queens. Um, and we would just love to hear from you because, you know, we 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 have started this podcast and um, it continues to be what it is because of your support. Uh, so we just ask that you would continue to just bear with us, uh, stick with us, because we we truly come up with topics from whatever the spirit gives us. And so um, if the spirit gives it to us, then we discuss that particular thing. But I can tell you that um, if you stick with us um you the we we are some solid believers i can tell you that i can tell you that there's there's no frills in this there's no um putting on <laughs> um we love jesus uh, and we we love each other and we're just trying to live life out um and do it the right way in a way that god will be pleased with so again from all of us, um, the Murphys who started us out wonderfully, the Tatums, the Duns, and finishing up with us, the Campbells. We appreciate you. We love you. And until next time, be blessed. <laughs>